Is the metaverse the next big thing in marketing or just a big distraction? This is the topic of our show today. This is Brand Igniter, helping brand leaders achieve exceptional business results. Here is your host, Peter Rodriguez. I am Peter Rodriguez, a charter marketer and CMO of Brand Igniter Inc. I welcome you to our podcast. I thank you for listening and I hope you find value in our content. Brand Tips brings knowledge and advice for brand management based on the real-life marketing and business experience that marketers and business leaders find valuable. Today, Mike Farrell and I are talking about the metaverse. Mike is one of North America's true thought leaders on contemporary trends and value studies and an award-winning researcher, strategist, and an original founder of the visionary Youth Insight Shop, Youthography. Mike is the president of RL Insight. So let's get started. Is the metaverse the next big thing in marketing? How much time should marketers be investing on getting to know this new tool? Is it really the next big thing in marketing or a big distraction? What do you think? It was, it's, it's one of those things that's actually, as someone that watches culture, I see a lot of similarities to the human experience, of course. So I, in some ways, it's, it's incredibly new, but in some ways, it's also incredibly common and, and, and routine. It's what we as a society do. So I can walk you through that. And, and, I, and it's also easy as, um, as a marketer or just anybody, you know, just to sort of dismiss it, you know, and go, oh, it's, it's just this newfangled, shiny object and da-da-da-da-da. And, and of course, um, uh, a lot of different organizations, marketing organizations, brands are, are investing in it just because it's a hot new place and, and, and you don't know how long it will last. But, you know, it, it, I think it definitely has pros and cons and definitely is, is, is something that's very interesting as, as someone that focuses a lot on sort of cultural context and people uh, and the way we, we work, the human journey, I think it's really, really interesting. So my mind is that it's still in its infancy, of course, and it's going to change. Uh, but, but really, you know, the idea of an arts, culture and entertainment focused online environment that is immersive and where you can fully re-identify yourself and rebrand yourself or you're just you as a person, not, not a brand. Right there is a really interesting aspect of like the need that we have. It speaks to the need that we have for new places to be that uh, also a, a place that we can maybe hide or create new, new immersive, um, brands of ourselves you know identities i think that's that's always something that people love to do so it provides some really interesting opportunities and as always and this is where i start you know i had this i've, I've been researching it and checking it out and i've got friends at ad agencies down in california they're they're like have metaverse agencies and it's all this amazing stuff um but as always i think it's this human thing it's as always cultural pioneers and artists seem to have created this new place just like anything else and, and uh, the idea actually just, just to, 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 I was just researching this. It, it goes back, of course, it's been around. Some people like to always say the nexus is in this. I think it's been around a lot longer than this, but a lot of people like to bring it back to 1992 in this, this novel by uh, Neil Stevenson called Snow Crash that then turned into a book called Ready, Set, Play, or, 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 or I forget what it was called, um, that Steven Spielberg turned into a movie in, uh, in 2011. Yeah, but Ready Player One. Yeah. Ready Player One, that's it, thank that's you. That's a very good movie. Yeah. I, I, did you enjoy it? I did actually. And there was a whole batch of things that came out at that time. Again, this has been around just even sci-fi, the idea of 
humans and our, our you know, hologram cells or humans and our robotic cells. And so it's been around for a very, very long time. You can go back to Fritz Lang and, uh, and Metropolis and, and ideas way before that, you know. Indeed, ideas, yeah. Yeah, ideas of gods even. But anyway, you know, <laughs> so it, though it really is not that new in some way. So it started up and, and, and where there's cultural action, brands and money are sure to follow. And, 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 and I would say, so that's something to think about. And it's a neat way to look at it because if, if you look at it that way, um, it sort of demystifies it. It makes it a bit little less new. Um, so, uh, so that's something to talk about. I'd love to talk a bit more about that with you. And then, then obviously in the midst of all this, there have been some interesting applications and many great brands are investing in it. I, I, I'm really interested in what Gucci's been doing and, um, uh, and, and big businesses following like De Deloitte. I, I just Googled it up this morning. Deloitte, they have an online ad and a new practice focus on the metaverse and Web3, the next internet platform, you know, uh, about looking past the hype and critique. Web3 and the metaverse are shaping a new application layer for the internet, they talk about, which is true. And then they talk about how, you know, they have a course and they have consultants that can let you know how can leaders better understand the evolution and what it means for businesses, organizations, and society. So yeah. it's here to stay right now. It's going to change, but it's nothing really completely new. The technology is new, but, but you know, but there's, there's, it's not completely new. And that's us as humans, you know, it's uh, so, so that's my general thought on it. Um, and, and, but let's go, let's unpack this a little bit. Let's unpack it. You know, um, before our uh, chat today, I was, um, I've been asking around um, what is the metaverse from, uh, and I've asked this question from different leaders and people, I, I cannot give you one single good answer from anyone. I mean, people can know what is the metaverse and everybody has a different answer that I think it's basically cyberspace with a headset. So that is probably the best definition that I can put together from everything that I've heard. Um, and uh, the I agree with you. I think that there is a ton of possibilities and just like with any major change, I, you know, remember, I, I'm, I'm thinking about, for example, the iPhone. When the iPhone broke into the market, um, the, it was a very user-friendly pathway to adopt it. That's why it was so successful because they used a commonly used device at the time. So if you think, if you go back to 2005, 2006, the common device that we were beginning to add to our lives was the telephone. And it was a dumb telephone. It didn't do anything. But the path to adoption was there because we were already used to having those devices in our hands. So they, it was an upgrade to something that was already existing and it became a computer in your hand and everything else that it is now and probably the last thing it is is a handset there is very little we do with these devices as a, a as a telephone it's really a little computer but what i mean is what is exactly the the idea that the common human would have about the metaverse and i wonder if there is uh, it could be like the next big revolution, or it could be just a more complicated Zoom tool 
at the end of the day. So I don't know which way it will go. And I think it's worth exploring. I think it is worth looking at it, but it doesn't feel consumer centric. Uh, at least the it, it, you you know what happens when people get fall in love with technology ideas. They become very inward centric. It's all oh, the technology is amazing. We're going to use it. And what are the uses for this? And once you start using that question, what are the uses for this? Then you know it's not consumer centric. It's almost like a solution looking for a problem. Not like the iPhone that came and made our lives easier and simple. This, um, I, and, and I'd love to hear your thoughts because you are an expert in culture, an expert in how people think and adopt things. I haven't seen young or older people connect with this. Like even young people, I mean, they say, well, yeah, that's a cool thing. Gaming wise, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And then after that, what? There is, a, I, can you see? I don't know. I can see people walking around with headsets, maybe in offices. Yeah, I think I that's know. part of it. I think that's part of it. You can still have that experience even without the headsets and things like that. But um, <clears throat> yeah, it's still in this infancy, so we don't know exactly where it's going to go. But in a way, you can look to history and see where it's already happening and sort of that may help demystify it. Um, and so let me go through that and, th- and then we can sort of get to what are the uses because there are some amazing things. I think, you know, I, and we can talk about branding and, and, and some examples down the road where it, where it has worked. Um, but to start it off, I think it, it's more like the way I'm looking at it, the way I'm thinking about it is, of you know, it's being touted as a new thing and it is. But in many ways, there are similarities to things and trends that 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 have been around as humans time and civilization uh, that we very much uh, are very familiar um, and, and in this case it's sort of like a new neighborhood you call it a new uh, application it's just a new area so that that it's it's a new uncharted territory to be used and usually and, and in this case it's the same thing um, it's the use of any new tools like electricity neon moving pictures photographs the printing press etc and in this case it's a new internet platform by artists usually and artistic cultural pioneers i'd say to convey new cultural understanding and, and just do cool new things and experiment so that's what started it and the immediate question i have is that that usually the trend is the arts scene you know if you use like an arts neighborhood or something like that an arts neighborhood usually is a place that the city starts really loving and then next thing you know uh-oh, here comes, uh, you know, big money. Uh-oh, here come the brands. Uh-oh, here comes the stores. And what happens? The arts, the artists get pushed out. It's in, in, in a way, I'm wondering what, one question I have is, what's next for the for this neighborhood, this new world, and what's going to happen in terms of gentrification there? Uh, and you're already seeing it happen, right? I'm sure a lot of artists are like, oh my God, I'm on to the next thing already, right? Um, so I think that's a good way to look at it. And, and, and um, and, and that's also, you know, makes me on a critical path, makes me worry about the co-op, not worry, this is just kind of standard stuff. The co-option of cool or culturally foreign art by rich people, brands and business is something that's gone on forever. And in some ways that's what makes things last. Like I would say in a way, Hollywood, this idea based around the moving picture and technology and film 
It's a grotesque and wildly long-lasting metaverse of sorts. We've been there and, and it exists. Hollywood is, is a fake world and it got so kind of big that people love the immersive imagination. It became mass, uh, mass consciousness. And now we have this place called Hollywood that's actually real and yet it's sort of unreal. And you know, we all know about celebrity culture, et cetera. We all know that they have their real life and their Hollywood life. And so we've been there. And I think this is, this is and, and God knows that there's tons and tons of opportunity on the platform of Hollywood. So if you look at it on that way, this is gonna be around, this could be around for a very long time. Um, so that's sort of the way I'm looking at it. Of course, that makes me watch out about like what's next. And, and you know, and you're seeing it happen, uh, you know, with, with all this money and brands and businesses coming in. And I, I come from an arts background. I was sort of a street kid and I always liked art. So I'm always like a bit wary. I'm going, uh oh, here come the, here come the, here come the grifters, the carpet baggers, and uh, it's time to move on. You know, we're, we're packing up the Andy Warhol factory and getting the F out of here. <laughs> well, you know, that is also very true. But in, in, in the reality is that any technology can be used to uh, build business and build value. And I, I see that from the business aspect of it as well. Um, but you know, the, the, I think that the, the challenge that I put forward, not only to people thinking about the metaverse, which I love the idea, uh, so I'm an early adopter of many things, the, but uh, is the marketing aspect of this. I mean, are we thinking broadly enough about technology or are we just focused on the beauty of technology? And I think that, that uh, in consulting um, startups, that's the most common mistake that I see. People say, well, this is a fantastic technology and it's a wonderful product. And it's all about the development of that new technology, new idea. But frequently, it is disconnected from the benefit it brings to people. And the benefit people want, and then they're all the examples that you just mentioned, is about how to make things easier. And when we went to uh, the movies, the moving pictures back 100 years ago, it was because it made theater easy, cheaper, access to entertainment in a mm -hmm. very user-friendly way. That's why it succeeded. Because photography in motion had been in place for decades before it actually exploded. But it was only when things became easier for people that it worked. And I think that that is where a lot of marketers lose their way. Because it, they get enamored with the technology and the possibilities going from inwards outwards and the process in my opinion should be outwards to inwards mm -hmm. what do i mean it should start with how do we make things easier for the consumer simpler faster and that is the benefit that people want people want easy they don't necessarily want new and i think that that is something that we forget i mean we marketers want new consumers really want make my life easier make my life simpler make my life happier and show me how to do it without having to work yeah you're right now from a consumer and you're speaking more from your your long your background has been a lot more product and brand product based brand branding right you know and that that's 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 
I agree with you wholeheartedly. In fact, a thought that occurred to me when we were talking is that a we're not about we're we're not talking about the brand of the metaverse. So actually, I think we can change the name. I'm so sick. It, it sounds like something like the uh, you know the Marvel uh, the Marvel universe, and there's you know you know there's a manosphere the metaverse etc you know i think we can get past this kind of stuff we're still so excited about internet and all the words around it but that's a whole other topic but i think it's it, it i i think for the right brands it works and again since it's a new kind of avant-garde area let's just pretend it's avant-garde i would say it's almost past that now um it's it really has great extensions for brands where it makes sense so uh Gucci's a great example or or fashion's a great example or arts and cultural industries a great example um uh where where you know you you now can you know you got the Gucci brands on the stores you got storefronts in the major centers or you know Rodeo Drive or whatever and then you can also go to this whole new world where they're doing really interesting things and have actual new lines of clothes and new fashion collaborations and you can actually purchase those there etc um in in either um uh, nft uh land or or not actual real hard currency and have something delivered to your home so that actually works and there's that's what i find is really the good place to play the problem when you talk about yeah for you about the convenience to the consumer looking at the, like the standard consumer um selling products etc to them you can you can run the risk as a brand now of just looking like uh uh you're out of place and you're just sponging off something new that's where you don't belong so you really have to think about the match to the brand so like gucci just using another example or an arts based organization or or you know uh, who knows there's a lot of different applications where it could work um social causes i think might be an interesting area to think about where it could work you know but um something like crest toothpaste suddenly showing up and going hey it's the new crest metaverse you know dental area or something it's going to it's just going to look like a bunch of grifters it's just it's just going to be more billboards in a new place where everyone's just effing sick of it all and it, and you look like <laughs> the old idiot in the three piece suit trying to like hey kids let's uh, buy this i i think it it'll it, it could really um a fail and i'm sure there's some great examples out there of of things that are are already looking really bad and out of touch so as usual um you have to approach it with caution you have to make sure uh why you're getting involved with the metaverse as a brand is it extending something for you is it if you want to change your your brand persona a little bit can you do that reasonably well and 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 how you know and that's why it's costing so much damn money right now because you know if you're a major brand these are these are all things you got to do research you got to get the right people involved you have to have people that will like consultants that'll help you do all these things you have to find the right specialists that know how to program in it all these areas so that's why there's billions of dollars being invested in it and i do think it runs the risk of being that cool art area that uh has been taken over and and then and then turned into you know using a biblical term sort of like you know the temple has been has been defiled by uh consumerism right and you know that's where yeah. Jesus starts toppling over everything <laughs> you know he lets them have it and then they all come and they're just selling stuff and he comes in and says this is not what i meant <laughs> exactly well there's something to that and i think we do need to watch it and i think we can look at history and just just look at look at hollywood you know as a, as a metaverse or or look at arts neighborhoods and just think of it like that and i think you'll be in a much better place and that'll also maybe take some of the sheen off it because as i know something you like 
to talk about a lot is like uh, the marketing world and uh, looking at the, the shiny new object. And I, I, I think there is a shiny new object-ish to this, of course, but it doesn't mean it needs to be dismissed. It's just another interesting avenue to pursue for marketing um, that will probably, you know, we'll look back at it and go, God, we were, you know, naive and excited about it, but that's just life, right? And that's that's exciting. It's exciting to be in something new and that's something we're always going to to go on, on to. As a, as, a, as a final piece, a, a sort of a, a watchword, I would say, I think the metaverse is going to be around for a long time. Hopefully, it'll change its goddamn name. But, um, <laughs> but, but you know, you look at, but you do look at some spinoffs there, like non-fungible tokens. And I'm looking at this article of, uh, from the end of uh, at the end of August, Saturday, August 27th, and it was a Globe and Mail cover story. And it's talking about you know NFTs as of July. Top shot transactions are the big. They're the big um, NFT brokerage. They're down close to 60% from a peak last year, and of course the peak was tied into COVID, etc. You know, so there, there's there's that that back backlash and some people looking for more human interactions uh, in reaction to the freedom they now have because they're not cooped up and forced to to do new things in 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 the metaverse. So you know you can see the decline of NFTs. I don't think that they're dead either, but you know things ebb and flow, and we're in the big ebb uh, we're, we're in the big flow we're in the big title coming and i'm sure it'll sort of settle itself down and there will be great players out there doing amazing stuff to me i'm not particularly excited by the idea of consumer brands playing in it i just think it's going to be another billboard and and probably done really poorly unless you bring in and pay and you know co-opt an artist to get involved with that and that, that becomes a whole other area i love i love your approach and i think that that's we that i, I think Looking at this from different angles, the social angle and the business angle and the consumer angle um, is what makes this so uh, interesting. You know, I was reading about uh, for one of the brands that went in relatively early, Nike. Uh, they achieved by March of this year, based on this article, about 7 million visits, 7 million people visited their Metaverse store. And I... And of course, the article was very like, oh, look, at 7 million people visited. And I always look at numbers in context of what? I mean, are we talking globally? Are we talking North America? Are we talking what? There was no context to that. I mean, is that something to get excited about? Absolutely. I mean, 7 million people are 7 million people. Uh, but the one thing that I wonder if we are doing, and, 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 and I'm coming at this from the side of uh, marketer's life, um, business life. I, in every corporate role that I had, I always uh, made sure that I invested some money of my budget to try new things, to mm -hmm. test and experiment. And I think that that's a good practice. Uh, and the more you can do it, the better you, you get at um, innovating, I think. But the one thing that I always asked is, How can this immerse itself in um, the consumer's life in an easy and simple way so that we can in, um, uh, make people take these behaviors towards the brand? If that works at a test level, then it's exciting. And I think that that's something that is worth considering as we look at new opportunities. And I think that the metaverse is a fantastic opportunity, but I don't see the words consumer, insight, 
purchase behavior, consumption, in any of the examples that I've seen lately? I mean, how is this driving more desirability for a brand? How is this getting the brand more top of mind and getting people to buy more? At the end of the day, this sounds very, um, very business-like oriented, but um, at the end of the day, we do all what we do as marketers in order to get people to buy more for more money more frequently. That's really it, because that goes directly to the bottom line. Um, and um, I think that that's something that is forgotten at some points by just trying to um, go after something that is shiny and beautiful. It could be fantastic, but the right parameters to measure it are not there. And I think yeah. in the world of limited resources, like ask any marketer and they will say, well, we don't have enough money. I mean, we're always getting budgets cut and, and we want to do more. That should be the guiding light to test new stuff. And, um, and, and I think that anything that allows us to influence people's behavior deserves enough attention. And I think the metaverse is one of those. So um, I mean, just for the record, I am all for it. I think it's the approach that I'm not seeing has the right marketing discipline. The marketing discipline of knowing how can this become part of people's lives? How can this generate a better behavior towards brands, consumption, and business value? I mean, what do you think? I mean, I'm, it's it's something that I haven't seen discussed on NFTs either. I mean, people all of a sudden want to create NFTs and sell them. And there was no connection to the consumer path there. And I think that that's well, what they're suffering. Here, my thought on, yeah, my, my thought on that is that the, the, if we start putting KPIs and worrying about consumer behavior and all this, it's just gonna, it's just gonna sell you, to be honest. And, and, and I, I really, I, I think it's a brand enhancer and it's just a new way to experience it. I think Nike is a perfect example where fashion meets street and they're known to do that, you know. And if you look at the results of a pilot like that, seven million eyeballs is great, but I mean, you know, a, a new, uh, a, a new Post Malone or, or uh, you know, a big, a bad bunny video on Vivo is gonna, gonna do, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, 100 times that in a second using a, a, a well-known, uh, advertising medium like Vivo. So, you know, I, it's still an experimental area. I think it's a brand enhancer. Um, I, I don't think, you know, there are new ways to have transactions happen there. And I think there's some interesting piece happening there. But to be honest, um, I, I, I think it's a brand enhancement area. And I would hate, let me tell you that, if, if it just becomes an area where people are focused on KPIs and changing purchase paths and things like that, I don't know. I'll just check out I, it, it, it personally. Uh, it, it doesn't it doesn't excite me, and I think maybe that's why it's not being talked about right now because it's too exciting to to sully with the the, the 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 nuts and bolts of of actual marketing and consumption. Now, it's not just about. Also, I'd say the thing that's interesting about this area is it's not just just like anything. It's not just about selling products either. I think it's about selling ideas. It's about selling the future. It's about getting people excited around new ways of, of, of uh, communicating with each other. So I think there's some really brilliant applications that you could probably use um, for not-for-profits and for uh, uh, government uh, and, and things of that nature. But, you know, at this point, 
it's not going to be, you know, a proven path. If anything, it's it's a new advertising medium uh, that's just immersive and and really expensive right now. It's it, I, I, that's the way I'm seeing it now, um, and we'll see where it, where it all nets out. Well, you know, I think I love your point about um, this being an advertising medium. It goes takes me back to actually uh, how Facebook started. You see, Facebook used to be only a social communication thing when it started. And it amassed this huge number of users that it has today. But it wasn't until it became an advertising medium that you would consider um, the power of this in order to drive behavior. And, you know, that started sometime, I mean, or maybe around 10 years ago, that it became an advertising medium. Before that, it was almost like a new telephone line. And I wonder if we should be thinking in the same way now that we're going into the metaverse. I think the metaverse is going to be here. It's already here. And it's just a matter of what access, what path of access we have to it. I mean, this is part of, part of the metaverse. I mean, you and I are in cyberspace right now, and people listening to us are in cyberspace. And um, we're developing these great conversations with people that we haven't physically met before, which is fantastic. So in a way, this is cyberspace, metaverse, call it, call it whatever it is. But at the end of the day, um, I cannot forget the a line from David Ogilvy, the late David Ogilvy, and it's a very common phrase. It's if it's um, if it doesn't sell, if it, it's not creative. I think that's how it goes. If it doesn't sell, it's not creative. And that was uh, written at a time when TV was the big thing. It was a big technology that had developed into a mass medium, mostly for entertainment. But we as marketers were paying attention to it because it helped us get people to change behavior, to change attitudes towards ideas, things, buy into new ideas, and go to the store and buy. I think that the, those principles haven't changed. I mean, no, and, and they're forgotten. My only point with marketers today is that um, they're forgotten and we jump to the next shiny thing very quickly, very, very quickly. You know, one thing that happened um, in the last few days uh, was um, these micro campaigns from, for example, Wendy's, that they went and, 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 and colored and themselves gray. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you saw it. Of course, it yeah. Response to this. Um, the Lisa Laflamme incident. Lisa Laflamme uh, dismissal from Bell, which I think the social aspect of it is very important, uh, and we should talk about it because that uh, has a very big consequence for everyone in society. But the the next big shiny thing for this brand was just to play with their logo yeah and i wonder who saw it other than we in advertising i mean because only um like you know instagram twitter when you add up all those platforms the reach is very small like nothing changed in the mass media nothing changed in their uh and i don't i don't know if they're going to be making a big change on their buildings to change the colors of their logo down to gray. I don't think so. But 
this becomes almost like a distraction. And then you see marketers jumping from this to the next. And, 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 and I hope the metaverse is not something like that, that there is some marketing discipline to go into it in order to say, what are the things that, uh, what are the action standards? Are we going to adopt this? And this is just like with media. To me, it is just one more medium in the media planning toolkit that we have. Because if we get eyeballs, if we get people in the metaverse, then what do we do with that? Well, we need to get people to change behaviors, values, instill values and beliefs in people about brands. Yeah, and, I agree. That's what I'm going. Yeah. And if we don't do that, and if we don't measure that, and if we don't say, well, this was a great success, not only because people went to the store in the metaverse, but they actually, we were able to communicate with them in a new way to get them to buy more or give us more for the same, uh, like accept a, a premium price. Then how is, does this go to the PNL? That's the only, that's the only challenge that I put on ourselves as marketers. That's going to happen with any new area. And I think, I think it's just developing, um, using, using that example, I, I, um, I actually think that the the Wendy's uh, campaign was a it wasn't even a campaign it was just a nano micro campaign um, I think it was it, it was a smart simple thing to do that actually raised the profile of Wendy's made it feel more culturally relevant and actually it got play like it, it got play on the global on global media so that definitely helps you know CNN was covering it Washington Post was covering it the Guardian was covering it Al Jazeera covered it so you know that's my little world but um, you know so I think actually it was it was a smart I don't know if it was a big distraction I think if anything it, it reminded people that Wendy's exists they're part of the culture and they're actually you know right now it looks like Wendy's is on a big campaign a big a big push to to uh, to get more real estate you're seeing more of them being put up uh, uh, as drive-throughs all over the place so it, it may match this idea of trying to uh, show that they're culturally relevant I would also I, I wonder what the demographic of Wendy's is and wonder you know it, it, it's an aging maybe it's an aging demographic that's going gray right it's Gen Xers etc um, and and maybe helping to make that brand more approachable to that group so I I'd say that wasn't a bad approach at all and and really you're not looking at for a PL you can't connect the dots there that's a that's a brand enhancer and that's where I think metaverse plays a role it could be a brand enhancer I don't think it needs to hold transactional area it needs to be tied now um, if you actively investing in it and and you know brand enhancement doesn't need to be a continual investment it needs to be do something do something new and, and just have it um, as as you said I really like that approach you had to the brand is like it's an area for experimentation that's why the big brands can play here because they always have that whatever two three four five ten percent of a budget that can be used for new and innovative things in a strategy small players can't play there right now and that in a way is probably the problem around the metaverse it's become and, and I think we've it, it's been an accelerated change so I you know who can play there at back to your original sort of critique of it is that I don't know if it's completely mass and it and it, and it started as a gra grassroots kind of thing online and already the uh, you know the carpetbaggers have taken it over, <laughs> and and it's 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 and, and it's only and, and it's carpetbaggers with money, and it, and there's not much more uh, access for other people. And I think where where that can where it would go back to your other point 
is, is for this to really exist to become a real mass consumer transactional area or whatever like that, it's going to need to um, get, you know, push those, put, make it, make it more um, mass, um, mass useful. And it, it's not there right now. It's, an, it's a great brand enhancer for certain brands and that's about it right now. It's a cool thing, but um, you know, I, I don't think it's a big revolution. And in fact, it, it's, it's, it's mimicking history and changes that have happened over the many decades, uh, centuries of, of humanity. That, that's my perspective on it. Yeah, that's cool. Excellent. Well, you know, it, there is a lot more to, to talk about uh, the metaverse in the in the new technologies emerging. I think it has been um, an amazing conversation today, and I hope people listening to us find it um, helpful and interesting. And uh, let us know your thoughts. Uh, we would love to hear from you. So, Mike, again, thank you very much. I hope that you have a fantastic day, which I see in your window is already breaking through. The you know it. Morning. And um, and 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 I'll and we'll see everyone next time. See you, Peter. Thank you very much. My last thoughts on that uh, on this would be: Is it a good place to play for some brands? I'd say yes, but be measured. And as always, it needs to make sense. It makes to make sense. Beautiful. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Peter. And this was our episode for today. Thanks very much for joining us. I would like to remind you to look for more information in the description of this podcast or on your screen if you're watching this episode on YouTube. This is Peter Rodriguez. I look forward to seeing you in our next episode. Thank you. This was Brand Igniter. Subscribe and join us next time for more insights and stories that help brand leaders achieve exceptional business results. A podcast from Brand Igniter Inc.